Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. How do you really see another person? And how do you allow yourself to be seen? How can you deepen into knowing the people around you, especially your partner, more honestly and more fully? These seem like they would be obvious questions in the case of relationship, and yet, so often, we plunge into partnership, driven by chemistry and desire, only to wake up later, sometimes years later, and find that we're simply going through the motions, vaguely or extremely dissatisfied, and knowing on some level that something more is possible. Today we're going to take this on directly, to go to the heart of vulnerability, opening up to the experience of the moment with another person. Today's guest is Guy Sangstock, the earliest founder of Circling, and we'll be chatting about what that is. He's also the co-founder of the Circling Institute. He's an exceptional coach with a gift to help you see the water you're swimming in, something I hope we'll talk about today. Now, circling is a practice that allows you to experience what it's like to be fully gotten by other people and for them to get a sense of what it would truly be like to be in your shoes. If you enjoyed episode 13 on attunement with Keith Witt or episode 6 on developing shared consciousness with Patricia Albert, then you are going to love this deep dive into how to really get related with yourself and another human being. Guy has also generously offered a free two-hour coaching session to one lucky listener. So to qualify, all you need to do is download the detailed show guide for this episode at neilsatin.com circle, or simply text the word passion to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. Guy Sangstock, thank you for that offer. And thank you so much for joining us today on Relationship Alive. Thank you so much. I was so struck by I was so struck by how well you did that introduction. The sound of your voice. I was like, I just was. I, I almost forgot I was being interviewed. I was like, yeah, guy sing stuck. Be, be seen. I was like, I was like, the resonance of your voice just took me into a place where I was kind of in a flow state, almost just listening to you. <laughs> So when you pause, all of a sudden I realize, uh oh, wait a minute, I'm being interviewed. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're off to a good start. We're already in the flow. Yeah. And we're and we're just starting. Yeah. Um, guy, it's so great to have you here. And the people listening don't know this, but I worked with you as you were my coach uh, almost two years ago now. And actually, I think it was two years ago that we started and such an amazing experience that was. And during that time was planted the seed for this podcast. Mm. So, um, you know, we might talk a little bit about that later, but I just want to offer you my own personal gratitude to mm. your help on this journey. And, um, mm. and this podcast, as I've mentioned before, and I was telling you earlier, um, has I've, I've heard personally from so many people that have been positively impacted by mm. the information that we're sharing. And um, I'm really happy to have you here to be a part of it and just so thankful um, that oh. you, you contributed to it to actually being born. So thank you for that. Mm, thank, thank you received, my friend. That feels really, really great. And you're completely welcome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So... Um, 
you know, I started out by talking about you and talking about circling and um, let's, since I know we're going to be chatting about that, maybe we could just start out by saying what is circling um, and, and bridge from that into how can the ideas of circling and the experience of circling be helpful for people listening um, mm. in terms of their relationship. Mm. Okay, great. Well, a couple of things. Um, you know, it, it, cir- circling to me, circling for me is has been something that is uh, has been has caught my attention in 1996 and um, has kept my attention and even deepened my attention on it. Right on circling and circling itself has deepened the quality of my attention for constantly and is growing. And given that my like incredible amount of ADD for me to keep my attention in one place, something must be really, really alive (laughs) (laughs) for me to stay focused like that, you know? Um, And I think that speaks to what circling actually is, which is uh, you could say it's a, it's a practice um, that when done in a group um, is simply following and giving ourselves to what is most alive in that moment in the relationships that are there. So you could say it's a presence practice, just like, you know, you could say that yoga is a kind of presence practice or meditation is a kind of present present practice. Whereas like maybe the presence where the object, like maybe in in meditation is on something like the breath or a mantra, right? Um, In the object you could say in yoga is the body, right? In, in, In the postures. For circling, you could say that it's a present practice where the object is the relationships that are happening in that room. Um, and so it's really simply like you take particular, you know, you have just like in yoga, you have downward dogs and you have the asanas, which are, you could say, um, ways of intentionally being in uncomfortable, right? So that like moving in that discomfort, right, when you get done with with downward dog, when you're walking out on the street, not thinking about downward dog, your posture is just naturally a lot more open without thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. So in circling, we have various, you could say, asanas, relational practices that that are designed to have one be uncomfortable in a particular way, such that when they're out walking around in their life, they're just naturally more open to, to relationship and to be nourished by the relationships in their lives. Yeah. So what what would some of those relational asanas look like when you're practicing circling? Well, there's a couple of things. So it's like one 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 that actually comes to mind that I I would say is is at the heart of of circling would be simply like speaking the moment um with the person who's being circled or whoever it is that you're relating with such that you're only you're speaking what you're noticing and what you're feeling and what you're experiencing with that person or with that group of people as you're experiencing it right and and, and just to give some some context to what that you know the significance of that is that most you could say most human conversations are triangular where where, where you and I talk about a subject right we talk about things right mm-hmm. it's very rare 
right? And some people go their whole lives actually without, without ever actually entering into a whole other universe of conversation, which is not talking about something, but speaking and, and, and listening and talking about what's happening right now in this moment with you. And when you do that, like you're, the moment that one does that, I've never seen it not be the case. The moment we do that, um, I never know what's going to happen after I get done sharing. And my level of aliveness, right, both excitement, right, and anxiety, like, increases, right? And you could say that that is definitely an asana, in, one of the asanas encircling. Yeah, and one thing that I really appreciated about um, the experience that I had with circling and um, was this, and I described it this way in the intro that it's getting to know what it's like to be in the other person's shoes. But that's a phrase that we toss around, I think, without really parsing it apart because my experience with circling was that I really felt like if if someone asked me to make a decision as if I were that other person, I could have done it in that moment. Yeah. Which is a lot different than just being like, oh yeah, I kind of, like I get where you're coming from, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. isn't quite as connected. Yeah. Um, so what is it about circling that brings about that experience of... Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's interesting when you say, um, when you talk about that, like, you know, you could say... I really like the way that you put that, that if you were to be asked to make a decision as that person, you felt like you could do that, right? I, I, I think the difference is, 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 is that really in circling, we really, one, one is we acknowledge ourselves as, as you could say, nervous systems, right, that, that are inherently open to the world, transparent, like, like permeable to it and transparent to it. And we just live consistently as if that, that were actually the case, right? So, like when I when I when I look over at you, um, I can start to I can actually start to imagine what it's like to be be in your nervous system, right? To to like if I understand, whoa, what you're afraid of, right? Or or even notice how what I'm saying is impacting you, right? Um, I can start to get in. I can start. To, I can start to get close to things that you actually care about, um, and and I think that that's one of the things that circling in, in all deep conversations and all deep levels of intimacy. Really, I think in you can sum it up is like is 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 that when I'm close to you, it really what I'm saying is um, I am close to knowing, understanding, and caring about what you care about. And that you care about things, um, so it's it's kind of like you could say that we we get together and we care about each other explicitly, and in caring about each other, we find out what we care about, right? And when I get really close to care, when I care about what you care about, all of a sudden I start to naturally find myself looking out of your eyes, right? I start to be able to be able to anticipate like, oh, if you're if you really care about how you're showing up in, in, in the world and, and that person wasn't paying attention to you, like I could imagine, I could imagine, for example, that that would, that, that you could easily feel rejected, right? Or very yeah. things, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and it strikes me that there are these two poles that we often move between, one being like everything is going great and and great in a relational space. And so I just assume that we care about the same things and we're operating from the same place and everything is really good until all of a sudden like the record scratches and it's like, wait a minute, we weren't seeing things the same way. Now we see things totally differently and you get in a, in a disagreement or an argument. And then I think it can be so challenging to really like, those are the moments where it's like, okay, I'm either assuming that everything's that I get your world and we were in the good place or now we're in this like really challenging place where we don't understand each other. And it's like in those moments, it can be so hard to like, how do I get your world in those moments? Yeah. Um, but, but usually that's not the question that people are asking. People are asking just like, you know, either how do we get back to safety? I think that's an important question if they, if that's made um, conscious um, or just like, how do I prove to you that I'm right or that you're wrong or, you know, mm-hmm. that's maybe, those are some less productive questions to ask in that moment. Mm. Well, I, I, uh, I really appreciate what you said. It's like, like the, the record goes, <laughs> and then all the action stops. And what, basically what, you're, what I'm hearing you say is like, how I respond, right, to that moment right, is, is going to make a huge difference to, to yes. the next moment it's going to go, right? So, so you could say that, first of all, in terms of, in terms of as, as you were talking about, we're going along, and I'm assuming that, like, I'm talking, you know, that we're talking about the same thing, right? Because we're having this conversation, we're talking about it. So, so, so naturally, I'm going to, like, we're gonna, I'm going to go left here because we just were talking about that thing, and so I'm going to go left there. And so when I go left there, right, like all of a sudden, you know, you, your eyeballs pop out, right, in, in a range <laughs> 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 or something like that, right? And you're like, yeah. right? And, and, and so in that moment, you could say that I was, I was, I had an assumption that we were talking about the same thing. And, and how do you know that you have an assumption? You don't, Right. That's the nature of assumptions, right? Is is they're they're in the background. So right. when I'm in a relationship, those moments just simply make me make myself aware of an assumption, right? And it's not bad that I have them. We all have them. In fact, if I know about it, then it's not an assumption. <laughs> so so I think the first the first thing to get is like it's so natural. In fact, it's beautiful. Um, in deepening relationships to actually find places where I was assuming and I didn't know it because in, in, and so, so, so that's the first part, which is like really, really like looking forward to places where there's dissonances because then we can stop. Right. And you could say like, like in that moment where, where, uh, I noticed that we're like, I, I had an assumption and we were talking about two different things. Um, rather than trying to get you to get that I was talking about the right thing and you were assuming the wrong thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and rather than all the things that would like, like probably result in some kind of argument or some kind of repression of, of somebody on some part, what would happen 
is that actually those were moments where I got curious. Yeah. Right. Like what would happen is like, in fact, if you just think about it, like what would become of our relationships if, if my response to being triggered or to disagreement, right? My response um, was to be curious about you, about us and about what's happening for me and you and us in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, I love this because actually this is something that we talked about on last week's show, um, which was an episode with me and Chloe where we were talking about how much curiosity and the practice of getting curious has transformed our relationship mm. in moments of being triggered. So mm. yes, 100% yes. And what what are some ways that you get curious in those moments? What are the, what are questions that you like to ask? Well, so, well a couple of things, a couple of things. I like what you said. What in those moments, what do I do to get curious? Right. That's the, uh, one, one person. So sometimes I remember like a, years ago, somebody sent me a text and, and they, there's this kind of big question that they sent and it shows up on my phone. And it's, it's like, it asks, what is curiosity? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I had no, like, I had no idea what exactly what is curiosity. But then I started to think about it. And I was like, I, I don't know if I can tell you what curiosity is. But I can tell you this, it's the first thing that, go, that, that goes when I contract. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so it's like, and, and it's also, it, it's also um, one of the first primary things I often notice when I'm open. Right? So, so yeah. it's whatever whatever it is that curiosity is it seems to be connected to like to, to my level of openness or my level of close closeness and so so in those moments where i it'd be a good idea to get curious are usually moments where i don't feel curious right so so getting curious is the is is a kind of i find is a walk right it's a walk that i consciously take right I, I practice curiosity and, and then oftentimes the feeling of curiosity comes before I even recognize it. Or you could say, I notice that curiosity is there and I'm open after already being open. And then I realize it. So it's just, it's like those, like that, that walk of, of, of being in relationship with that person. And I would say that like simply like it starts off with one is like acknowledging that something just happened, right? Mm. Hey, hey, so, so pause, right? Pause. I just noticed, I noticed like I, when I turned left, it seemed like your eyeballs popped out. Was I, was I correct with that? Yeah. Right? The one is just acknowledging just what, what's happening with, with, um, with the intention to relate, right? And then it could just simply be this. It's like, oh, so what, so for you, like for you, what, what was that? Right. Right. What, like for you, um, what way did you want to turn? And, and also what was the impact of, of me turning left? Like, was I like, you know, getting curious, like one thing, one big one is to find out and to get curious about how I occurred for that person. And it could be like, oh, so when I turned left, like, was I ignoring you? Was I not considering you? Right? Was I is, was I blaming you? What was turning left for you? Right? Hmm. 
Yeah, and I like how I like that combination of taking just a simple action, like the turning left, and then by adding like, so what was that action for you? It gives that person a chance to reflect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a moment that they are also probably not feeling very curious. Totally. Totally. And you could be like, and it's just, it's just simply like, because uh, in, 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 it's funny, as it, actually, as I was even just t- like giving that example, I felt my, I felt my chest open up. Right. I felt myself leaning forward. Just the, just the act of finding out like, who, how am I, like, what, what, what was I doing for you? Like in, 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 in that, like there's this, I find myself leaning in. Cause I think that a lot of times, right. A lot of times when with relationship, when I just demonstrate the intention to know you and, and I, I implicitly acknowledge, right. Uh, and show you the fact that I actually care and acknowledge your otherness, right? That I acknowledge that you're a being that I I actually don't have any I, I don't have any authority to know what you're thinking or feeling, you, you, unless you you share it with me. And I want to know. I want to be sh- like I want to share. I want to I want to uh, give my awareness over to you and and share it with you, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm, wow, I'm having so many thoughts and feelings as you were describing that. Like, on one thing I noticed was when you were talking about that experience of leaning forward and, um, like the act of offering to someone wanting to really fully understand them and where they're coming from. Like, I actually got a little teary when you were saying that. Um, and then I started thinking about, huh, I wonder for the people listening, um, like some people, it might be really easy for them to say, oh, okay, well, when you turned left, I was thinking about that time that we blah, blah, you know, and it might be really easy for them. And then it, there might be people who hear that question, you know, what was turning left for you? And be kind of stuck with like, I wouldn't even know how to respond to that question. So what could you offer someone who doesn't know in that moment? Like, Mm. like someone asks you what was turning left to you or what was like when I, when I ordered dinner for you and instead of like, I thought that would be this act of chivalry and like I was whatever I was showing up for you, but instead I could see you got, it seemed like you got livid what was that for you? Mm. Yeah. What about the person in that moment? Who's like, I don't really know how to respond to that. Totally. You or how to res- or maybe hints for how to respond to that in a way that's generative. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, I think, I think in the example that you just gave and I'll, I'm imagining most of the time what, what I don't know means I actually don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So like, actually I was imagining, I was imagining in that case, I don't know means I'm too fucking bad at you. Right. <laughs> I ain't giving you shit. Right. Like, like I'm not gonna offer you anything. Right. And yeah. it, 
And in that moment, and he, and here's here's the deal with like here's the deal with 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 closeness is that you just it's not something that you can do. It's something that happens, and we both end up in it. And it's definitely not something I can force. So it's like if the bottom line is somebody is somebody don't want to say anything, we're free, right? <laughs> we're we're free to like like what it takes to be close really is is a function of disclosing only that which I can only disclose. Like no one, you can take away every freedom I have, right? If I if I tied you up and I put like, you know, things in your eyes and, and took away everything, the one thing I can't manage or take away from you is how you are experiencing me tying you up, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, that, in, in that that experiencing and how that occurs for you, the only way I would know is if you told me. So, so the first thing to get is like, is to really get that like, man, when, so, when somebody reveals what's true for them, it is, it, is really a, it is really an act of their own human freedom in which it's, a, it's really like, a, uh, you could say, when I receive it, it's grace because it's something I can't do for them, right? And I can't make it happen. So it's like, um, in, in that sense, it's like, really, I just want to acknowledge that, that, that there's nothing that I think I've been able to find in terms of intimacy that can actually make intimacy happen. I can invite it out, right? Mm-hmm. So um, in that case, so the thing I just noticed I got curious about is like, you know, is I don't know, is it'd be like, huh, I'm imagining, I would say it's probably something like, oh, I don't know. I, I'm imagining you maybe maybe you're too mad to talk right now. Is that true, right, right? Or or it's like or it's or it's more like it's more like oh, it's like in asking you I like how that is for you. It, do you feel like I'm in am I am I invading you? Am I pressuring you? Is is it like right? Am I am I trying to draw something out of you? What what is that like? What is what is just my question? right about how you're feeling for you right so it's like it's inviting like who i am in this moment in your world out like i want to know which implicitly acknowledges that i care about that yeah i'm i'm imagining the the scenario of like that typical pattern that comes up in relationship of pursuing and distancing and like one person always being the asker and the other person always being the stonewaller. And, and then I'm also imagining people who are blessed in relationship with someone who's a real partner in relating with them. And, uh, and I feel like what this conversation is getting at is, is both of those. Cause I want, like if you're at home or in your car or wherever listening to this and you have a willing participant who at least wants to try, I want you to come away from this with some tools to enhance that practice that you have with your partner. And, and, um, I, and I really love that. Like it, for me, I think it will change the experience of it to just think about it as an offering, as a gift in my partner yeah. revealing to me. Um, yeah. And then I, and then I was also, I mean, I was imagining the dinner table scenario that I had concocted and I'm like, just seeing this one person, like, 
so when you're not responding to me now, like I am imagining that's because, and then finally just like, fuck it. Like I'm done. <laughs> you know, I'm not, you're always like this, you know, and then they're out of there. Totally. And it's like, it's like a, 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 in another, in a, you know, in, a, in another, in another way of, I would say approaching that too is, is more of a, of my own. So there's being permeable to who you are and what's happening to you and really wanting to know and showing curiosity and genuine interest. And, and also, there's also like just really revealing who I am, right, to you in a way that's unarguable. Like, it's like, it's like where, where, and that's the, it's the thing is one of the things about circling we also talk about is like really sharing, um, uh, communicating with the intention to relate, right, through sharing just the gift of your own personal experience and how I know whether or not I'm sharing something that is, um, is on my side of the street is that it can't be argued, right? So for example, if I say, Hey, you know, when I, when I, when you said, I don't know, I just noticed that I was feeling anxious and leaning forward, right? When you said that. And then, and then when you actually said the word, I don't know, I felt even a little bit more anxious Right. And then I didn't feel like I felt nervous and I didn't know what to do. And what I really just want is to feel close to you. Right. So it's like in that, like if you could just imagine, like, like imagine hearing that it's like, there's nothing about what I just said that was like a, 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 an assertion or an assessment. Right. It was more of a revelation a revealing um, a disclosing um, and a displaying that, had me open um, and communicate the intention to relate. And it's something that the other person can't really argue with because they can't really say it's like, no, well, no, you weren't anxious. Right. Right. <laughs> Those Although some people do try to argue someone else out of their feelings for sure. But yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. And they need to argue it because they can't control their feelings. Right. <laughs> 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 That's the argument. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and so, and with that, yeah, you can see why this dance is like what you said at the very beginning, that this is something that it has a gift in it and it has the potential to make you really uncomfortable because it's confronting. Mm -hmm. well, I don't know if I like the way that word confronting necessarily, but it's immersing yourself in whatever could happen. Yeah. It's unpredictable. Really like what you just said. And I have to say that what you just said, like points to something just so, per it's just so personally, so, so pertinent for me. And it's, and then when I got this, it just reminded me when I got this, this, this distinction that like getting this distinction was a game changer for me. And it's when I, it's, it's when I realized, right. That intimacy, right. That, that, that what intimacy was a function of, right, was simply, it's a, you could say intimacy is a function of my ability to tolerate anxiety, right? It's just like, and I, and I realized, like, I realized that you could say that, and you could say that, like, it, there's tolerating anxiety. And what I mean by that is, is just what you're talking about, is, like, when I move towards aliveness, I'm entering into a moment where if I say that I'm really going to be, if like, what's true for me, 
all of a sudden I'm walking along and I realize it's like, oh, what's true for me may actually, if I say it to you, may make you go away, right? Yeah. So, but here's the thing is if I don't say it, right, in order to keep you around, right, in that moment, intimacy is like the, the, the possibility for intimacy is diminished. And I would also say the aliveness of my, myself um, and what's possible starts to diminish. And it becomes harder and harder to actually be intimate because I'm, I'm, I'm relieving myself of the excitement, the aliveness and the excitation, right? That, that, uh, that, that comes with actually when I say it and I cross that line, right? And I take that risk, I have no idea actually what's going to happen next. But at the end of the day, Usually it's something completely odd. Like there's something I couldn't have ever even conceived of. Right. She made, you know, but at the end of the day, that's actually kind of like, you'd say the growth aspect, I think of intimacy and where for us individually, where it does really deepen our hearts and it becomes, it can become a very deeply spiritual practice. Right. Um, now for me, I realized when I got that, I was like, ah, I realized I had been spending most of my life, right, like trying to get over being anxious or scared so that I can then be close or intimate, right? And so wow. I realized, yeah, I just realized that that was like sitting on, on, on the dock of the bay, looking down at the water, staring at the water, trying to figure out how I can jump in the water without getting wet. Right. <laughs> and so there's something really relieving to me. It's like, as you'd imagine, the mind only moves towards what it thinks is possible. So if I think that, like, I can jump in the water without getting wet, right, I'm going to sit there for fucking ever <laughs> <laughs> trying to work that out. But the moment I get, oh, right, you can't separate wetness from water. Like, if I jump in, I will get wet. I'm going to get, I just get up and I, I go out into the world and I, 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 move, I move forward. And, and that's been the key for me with anxiety, with, with intimacy and relationships. And it keeps it. And I think it's the thing that encircling is the discomfort that we invite to sit inside of um, and increase our capacity, like for aliveness versus submitting, controlling, right, right, um, dominating or dissociating like rather stay and grow in those moments. I saw as <laughs> I saw I saw a few, there was a couple of hums there and in different gestures on your face in that. Oh moment. my word, yeah. I mean there's just so many things coming together. So, you know, one of the I think the like a thread through all of the conversations on this podcast has been transitioning your relationship from one that that I think is why a lot of us get into relationship, which is actually ironically avoiding intimacy in terms of how you just defined it. Um, you know, I think we get into relationship in order to provide ourselves with certainty and the like the medicative, is that a word? Medicative aspects of um of having sex with someone and it's like you forget about all that stuff, like all that anxiety, you know, all of that, all the, the uncertainty about 
what it would be like to put yourself out there with your inarguable truth to your partner. Um, but, and, and I think what you just pointed to was a huge reason why relationships die because it becomes this stacking of times when I didn't, when I chose to not be alive, when I chose to protect myself or protect you or to not say the thing that I thought would frighten you away, whether it was speaking to a desire that I have or, um, or the way that your desire frightens me or, you know, I can think of an, any number of reasons why people turn away from the moment. So, um, so I think this, really identifying intimacy or at least I think a really important aspect of intimacy as like jumping into the uncertainty with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, hopefully that comes with a lot of attention to the safety of your relationship so that your container can really hold totally. um, that uncertainty. Yes. Um, it is really a paradox. Yeah. It, it is, it is a paradox because the more basically what I'm telling, like I'm, is if you if you don't <laughs> if you kind of think about it, what I'm telling you maybe may make you crazy because I'm saying that like in order for basically to have more and more more depth and confidence in my relationships, right? Just jump in and introduce more and more ambiguity. Because the more we go into ambiguity together, right, and like really share what's there, right, without trying to control things. <laughs> right? Like risking things over time that like those moments over time, right? Actually create a, a very, very a deep, genuine sense of security in the relationship. Yeah. Cause what ends up happening is that we both start to realize what is like, what, what our connection actually is, right? It, when I'm not like managing myself, right? Um, so that I Keep you, or so that you kind of go away in a certain level, or something like that. If I if I'm controlling things so that that doesn't happen, I'll never find out what the real bond of our relationship is, right? If I'm constant, if I'm continually willing to be myself and and inviting you to be yourself, where our our personal comfort and preferences isn't isn't the top priority, but knowing each other deeply is then we may actually find that like, oh, that which is really true for us, right, all the way down, right, becomes the real, the, the, the genuine lived, shared, shared reality, um, uh, you could say, bond that comes through risking that bond, right? So it's like, it's a, it's a, yeah, this it, is, it's a paradox. Right? This is so interesting because I'm thinking about how encircling um, and, and maybe you can talk a little bit more about the process of what that looks like. So people really get what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but there's some aspect to it where strangely when I, cause my experience of it, I'll just say what, what I experienced, which was there was me and there was a group of people in a semicircle around me and they asked me questions about my experience and there was also someone there to guide the questions um, a little bit to, and maybe you can speak a little bit more about what that is. Um, and 
And so, and these questions were meant to help other people understand me and where, where I was coming from without judgment. And what was interesting was that in that experience, I felt very free to just answer their questions and to show up. And I felt like I was being asked to be fully me. And, and the art there is, I think for the people who are asking the questions in the circle is to not impose their experience on me, um, but to truly um, get into my shoes, like we were talking about before. Right. Um, but And then I'm flashing to like relationship, where when you're with a partner, or even if you're just out on a date with someone who's not your partner yet, it can feel like there's so much at stake with how you answer their question or how they answer your question. And it's just ironic because these are the people that, at least in the case of being in partnership, we care about the most, mm. Mm. you know, but there's more at stake somehow. Mm. And this is a theme on the show is like this question of, well, how do you be more fully you and how do you embrace your partner being more fully who they are? And how do you do that in a way where it's not threatening you, where you're actually able to contain that and, and thrive in mm -hmm. that? So there's a couple of things, like a couple of things. I think the, 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 that there's so many things that that, that question points to. <laughs> and I'll, I'll come at it from this angle, because I think it's one of the things the circling really highlights and, and I think is the unique thing that, that makes circling distinct from other things that kind of look like circling and why circling has since 1996 has gone like all over the world, right? It's in like billions of countries now. And I think it has to do with that. There's this implicit understanding that who I am, right. Is not a sole proprietorship that the nature of how I even become is a function of relationship, right? That like you could say that, you could say that it's not so much that there's a me that comes into relationship and then expresses itself and then you get to know me over here. It's more like we come into a relationship and in my expression, right, um, I and your response to that and my response to that, I find out who I am, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? There's like... There's like, and actually it's in the relationship where something can be revealed about me that's so true that I didn't know about and couldn't have known about until that relational event happened, right? So there's this kind of like, this, yeah, I'll just, I just noticed like, all, it looks like all kinds of neurons kind of shut, shut up through your head and you looked up a bit and just <laughs> curious about like your, <laughs> I want to find out who I am over there now. <laughs> <laughs> guy you're rocking my world yeah well and i went to how there's a state of mind that's implicit there that allows me to be known rather than um seeking out relational experiences that simply reinforce who i think i am yeah bingo 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 and i think that because we think that there's me that then relates, um, that I would say that most relationships, people go into relationships, they think they, that's what relationships are. 
they're places where I can get mirrored back accurately what I think I need to be in order for you to like me. <laughs> yeah. And to like myself, right? But there's a real different come from, and it's a real, it's a, it's a paradigm shift, but I really do think that it is implicit in, I think it's implicit in nature. I think it's implicit in like biology and like digestion and wherever life unfolds, right? There's a constant becoming, right? And this is, this is, uh, you could say, I'll put, put it like this. If you look at it in terms of evolution, right? Just to give this even even more deep context, right? Okay. Right. So, if it was if if the moment that life happened, right, it all went perfectly, there'd still only be one single cell organism, right? It's it's actually um, uh, it's like life. It's it's where where life is introduced to irritation, right, and dissonance that like. That it, it life relates to that dissonance in such a way that it, it in order to deal with the irritation, it creates itself in, in a higher order of complexity. Right. So then we have like in order to deal with like this kind of weird, I don't know, rock or something or or or, or, or weather pattern, right? We life forms into a hot like a more organized, uh, multi-celled, right? Uh, species and which introduces new irritations and uh, if you if you rise that all the way up for a billion years you end up with these beings talking to each other that can like somehow figure out how to like uh like relate to each other here on skype it all of it all of it right is a function of of life reaching out to become what it is which is an amazing thing when you just think about it. Like I'm going to who I am is, is I have an urge to be what I am, right? Like I reach out towards the environment and I relate and that feedback loop, right? You could say tells me, right, who I am in that, in that relational event, right? But all that has to do with dissonance, irritation. Just look at the earth and ask yourself, is it irritated? Heck yeah. Like there's all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on. And you ask yourself, is it alive? Hell yeah. Right. So it's like I, 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 uh, uh, so when we go into relationships and we have the attitude of like, oh, I guess I'm going to find out who I am here. Right. I'm going to find out yeah. who I am here. Right. And so, so a lot of times like in this, in, in to bring it on a more practical level, I think, um, you could say that like one of the, there's so many subtleties here, but like you could say like, so right now when I'm, when I look at you, one of the things that is like, is really prevalent to me that I often don't notice is that I have a conception of who I am in your head, right? There's a me being formed in your head right now, right? But there's, but there's also the me I think is over there. And so much of that is informing how I relate to you. So, for example, if I thought you were growing, you were hating me as this conversation were, were unfolding, my heart rate would change, right? How I would respond to that, right? To like to all those kinds of things that, 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 that I, on some level, a part of me is tracking that, right? Now, when we just realize that that's part of the structure of I-thou relating, right? 
we can be, we can begin to bring it and make that conscious. Right. And I can say to you, it's like, Oh, like I, um, I'm imagining that, that you're, you're not liking me right now or that you're loving me right now. Right. Is that, is that true? Now, just now I was just using an example and just doing that, I noticed my, like, again, my, my solar plexus kind of got more alive or something. And I was, I wasn't even using like a real example. <laughs> and just saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm imagining that that's because there's, there's actually a, a, a physiology and an energetic component to yes. being fully alive and being engaged. So just like, like asking a question like that, even though it's hypothetical, it's like the same thing as going to the gym and doing, you know, a squat or whatever. It's like you just worked out that part of your mechanism that's all about totally. alive relationalism. So as you're saying that, it's so, so funny. As you're saying that, I just I tuned into like who who it is that you are right now to me in this conversation, and I I was just like who like who. What I've been noticing in our connection and in you is like, it's like almost like I get the sense of like where you're so excited to, so excited by what relationship is and the structures of what makes it tick, right? Like all those places, like all those places when I started talking about those, those different things, I just, I watched you move around and get excited and like... <laughs> And it's like how, how that lives for me inside is I just feel uh, an, an uh, affinity for you and a love for you. And like, as I'm talking right now, I just feel, I just feel kind of, I feel like tears coming to my eyes and uh, I, I feel proud of you and admiring of you that you're doing right now with me, right? Um, uh, what you, what you really, really love. And, and also, I also am, am at the same time, I think part of who you are for me too, carries with it the backdrop of the history of knowing you and knowing that you weren't always doing that. And so yeah. that, 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 that comes through in the, in the pride. And I, I just, so I'm just really enjoying you and I'm enjoying having you in my, you could say having you in me and in my awareness and how it's shaping me in this moment. Mm. How's that hearing that? What do you notice what's happening for you? Well, it feels, I feel really seen, um, which in this moment, having said those words, it sounds a little cliche, but I, so I guess what that feels like for me is, um, yeah, I feel the absence of contraction. So I feel very e at ease right now. And, um, and I feel some pride as well that maybe that's your pride that I'm just kind of reflecting back at you, but I'm, I'm feeling like, yeah, there, there have been a lot of shifts. And as you were describing what you were seeing, I, I was thinking back to um, the coaching work that we did and and I'm remembering specifically how, um, you know, the listeners, regular listeners on the podcast have heard the story or aspects of the story to when Chloe and I broke up. Oh. And that was all happening when you and I were working together um, or kind of interwove there for a little while. And um, and 
And I remember, and I wrote this to you and I spoke these words to you, like how frustrated I was that these questions about relationship were so forefront for me. And I was like, I just want to like, I just want to put it all aside. And it feels like so ironic now because, and this is how in many ways this podcast was born. It was because you spoke the words like, you know, Neil, it was something like this. Um, Maybe that's really an important part of what you're about is like that you're alive with probably almost the same words you just spoke to me. You're really alive with the curiosity of like how this all works and it's important for you. And, um, you know, the, the next part of the story for people listening is that, um, guy told me to, uh, to just imagine like, what if instead of being all pissed off at, relationship if I just imagined every morning what it would be like if I embraced it and if my entire life revolved around questions of relationship without making any plans or anything just imagining what that would be like and over the course of maybe two weeks I would do that every morning I'd wake up and I just imagine what that would look like and all these different ideas were popping into my head and I would say well I'm not going to do that but I'm just going to get in that feeling and it just like took on so much life for me that by the end of two weeks, I was like, guy, there's no stopping this. Like this, this ball is rolling. Like, you know, (laughs) and here we are, here we are, you know, two years later. I remember actually, it's interesting. I remember that, that conversation. I remember where we were sitting and I remember saying, like, I just remember that whole, I remember saying that to you, and and your eyes going opening up like oh uh, it's like the, like all the neurons seem to like line up and in that 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 place where it's like the thing that you were most complaining about like that the essence of like that there was something that you really cared about opened up and maybe what would happen if you just actually aligned your life in accordance to what you actually found yourself always like caring about um, and like that light bulb went off. I, I now that really like that. Just hearing that, it's interesting. Yeah, I sense that. I just kind of sense this sense of spaciousness like around me, and like I want to kind of stop and like, like kind of look at you for a moment and just kind of just be, you know, just be present to the clarity that's here. Yeah. Which makes for very uh, challenging uh, radio time, you know. (laughs) We're just going to sit here for two minutes in silence and gaze at each other. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I imagine that everyone's feeling it. Like, how can I'm right? You're you're listening to this and you're feeling what guy is describing. It's like palpable, you know. Yeah, and it's what's also what's palpable for me is there's like the insight. Um, that we're speaking about, the distinction that we're talking about, right? And, but there's also what that's inside of, which is this, this we, you could say, that we have, right? And why we would stop and like, you could say, gaze at each other, right? Or be in silence, right? Would be that what we would be inside, we would be implicitly honoring or acknowledging this third entity that, that called we, right? Yes. 
you're greater than the sum of the two of us. And, and, and we'd be implicitly acknowledging how it's, how it's creating us and in some way changing us, right? Yes. Yeah, it's um, it feels really good, you know. In that moment, it really shows how relationship, when when deep enough, right, can open up those kinds of those kinds of changes, right? Those kinds of ways that relationship actually create us. Um, and for me, actually, circling is it's funny. It's like what when I think about the circling and. Uh, uh, and leading circles and developing circles and training people like what my life is ba essentially about. Um, all that, the whole world was invisible to me. I didn't even know about it. I didn't even know to, to not know about it until I met a friend of mine, Jerry, who, I co who we co-founded Circling years ago while I was in art school, being an artist, um, uh, and, and, and was thinking I was gonna, that was my life path. And then he starts inviting me. He, see, he, see, he clearly sees something that I do that he can't describe, that he's excited about, right? And he wants to, he brings me in. He's, he's excited to introduce me to his friends. And, and, and so I start hanging out. And I still, I don't know what the hell, I don't like, you know, what the hell is this guy, dude? Like, he's interesting, but he's clearly interesting in something, in something I don't even know what he's talking about, right? Uh-huh. And so we're hanging out with his with his friends, and we're having like conversations, and the conversations are, are start to go deeper, and things started to happen where I would say something to somebody or respond to somebody in these conversations with this group of his friends, in a way that where somebody like Jerry or Tom or, or somebody would would uh, would pause, they pause everything, and they go like, I remember one time they paused everything and they said, stop, hang on. That thing that you just said, I had to pay ten thousand dollars <laughs> to to not understand that distinction that you just shared, right? And I, and it was in that moment that, like, I remember that precise moment really spoke to me because that was a moment where I stopped and I went, I was like, I was just talking, but I was, apparently I naturally had a gift, right? That was no one like like was invisible, indistinct. wasn't wasn't anything to me until somebody spoke it. They shared it, and it became distinct. Like I can only relate to things that I have distinctions for. I couldn't relate to this gift that then became it became my life. But if they hadn't have said it, I don't know what would be happening to, for me right now, right? And in different ways, people says things like that, and as that became distinct. Right, this is before we had the word circling, right? Um, and all the, the whole vocabulary and the, 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 the depth of distinction that continues to deepen around what circling is, none of those were there, including the guy who created it, right? <laughs> until, <laughs> until the you could say the listening of of the people I was in, I was in relationship with, the listening actually distinguished me, right? Um, I started to, so once I saw that, oh, I have this gift, then I could start to relate to it and I, I could start to notice it, right? And as I noticed it, it opened up the world of like noticing more things about that and then noticing like how that in, somehow created me in a different way. 
And you could say that whole process where you could say that the guy, to whatever degree the guy kind of created circling and um, and helped fi found all of those things, there was really a function of the people who kind of listened me into existence, if you will. Yeah, as you were describing that, I... I got this sense, and we we did touch on this a little bit earlier, but of like, what is it like, what would it be like to go through the world looking for the clues, like rather than thinking this is who I am and I'm looking for people to reflect that back at me, what would happen if you went through life looking for the clues about who you really are and what your gifts really are in how people listen and reflect that back to you? Yes. And I, and, and I, you know, I, when I, and I immediately, I love that. I love that. And immediately I started thinking about like, huh, what would, if I were to like go through my life and look for the clues, what would be a good method of investigation, right? What would be a good way to look? And I would, I think it would probably be is like, I would start to actually listen for and track and notice and share what other people's gifts were. Right. It would be like, I, I think I would start to like, I would start to just notice other people's gifts and see them, which implicitly would invite a conversation. Right. Yeah. That would track that. Right. Which is and that's, uh, that's circling. That's, yeah. Well, that's circling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it circles back. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Um, guy, I'm, I would love to, um, ensure that everyone listening when they when they're done listening to this conversation that they have a sense of like okay next time I go out on a date I'm gonna try this thing or I'm gonna go home to my partner tonight and after the kids are asleep um or if you don't have kids right away and I'm gonna try this thing um but before we we talk about that so I'll give you a second to think about it um, I'm wondering if you could just let our listeners know, like if they want to find out more about you, about circling, read some of your writings, get in touch with you to find out more about your coaching work. Um, how can they do that? Okay, so so to, if, if you're interested in coaching with me, uh, just simply email me at guysingstock at gmail.com and I'll, I'll get back to you and, uh, and we'll get together and, and, and talk about working together one-on-one. If you're interested in um, in uh, some of my writings um, uh, in my blog, blog articles, you could just you could you could look at uh, guysingstock.com, um, and uh, those are those are some some articles, some posts that I've done. And if you're interested in being trained to circle, which is what I'm doing professionally now, is um, really you could say circling. There's the practice of circling, but then there's the, the underlying uh, methodology that actually has been formed organically over the years that, that is, is turned out to be um, an actual method of transformation. Um, and so that's what I'm really fostering is, is the deeper, more professional side of, of circling, which is training people, uh, coaches and therapists and other uh, leaders to uh, be able to, to not only facilitate circling, but to, to take the essence of circling and bring it into their professional life, into their into their companies, um, into their work with their clients, therapists, and coaches. Um, 
and it's really it's really become to known as is is perhaps some of the deepest like you could say in terms of deep profound coaching the depth aspect of coaching that uh, I think they were really the best at the world at the in, in the world at that at this point um, the feedback and I'm just uh, right yeah so if you're interested in, in, in being trained trained to be to do to do circling go to the circlinginstitute.com Great. Yeah, thank you. So circlinginstitute.com or guysangstock.com. And uh, if you're listening, the guys, actually, you are listening. So that's kind of silly. But um, <laughs> guy, <laughs> his last name is spelled S E N G S T O C K. Yes. Okay. Um, so thank you, Guy. And again, thanks so much for your generous offer of a free two-hour coaching session to one lucky listener. If you want to qualify for that, again, just download the show guide at neilsatin.com slash circle, or you can text the word passion to the number 33444 and follow the instructions, which will also qualify you. Such a generous offer. Um, also, really, so I just, I, I'm, I'm, just so you know, I just uh, have brought more of my attention onto my one-on-one coaching just recently uh, now that, that we, got, we have our courses going. So I, I actually have two slots open for, for people who want to work with me one-on-one uh, in coaching. So if, if, if they're probably going to fill up pretty quick. So if you're interested, email me right away and then we'll get on the phone and, and see, if, see if it's fit. Great. Yeah. Thanks for encouraging that. Yeah. Um, and you must, you must also have a waiting list for when when spots open. Yeah, totally. So if you're listening to this and it's a couple weeks after airtime, still reach out um, for, for Guy as well. Yeah. Um, great. So then before we bring it to a close, Guy, I'm wondering if you have a, like, what's something that, like a takeaway for people, if they as if they haven't gotten enough already. Um, mm. Yeah. Here's something that you should try at home. Yeah. I would say, like, I would say, and of course, Adjust this based on the context, but walk if you go home or 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 if you go in work or somewhere somewhere that in a relationship that you care about is simply see what happens when you introduce um, your experience of what's happening right now in the relationship. Even if it's just something, in fact, it can be something like, um, and I would encourage you to actually be something that you really, really appreciate. It's like, you know, right now I'm noticing, Neil, like like you, you have both fingers up and there's this smile on your face. And I'm just imagining that you're just appreciating and reveling in a moment and like here, like seeing that. Um, I'm just noticing I have a like a, a warm sense of gratitude and affinity and grateful gratefulness to you. And then just pause and like find out what happens but what's cool is notice that by the time you end up i end up i end that sentence i have no idea what's going to happen next right which is really different because usually we a lot of times we we speak to each other in order to know actually what's going to happen after we talk (laughs) Mm. yeah right there's so much planning involved Totally. So just bring in, like we talked about before, is not a triangular conversation, but like an in the moment, just sharing what's happening right now in a generous way. 
Great. Yeah. We've talked before about having a practice of gratitude for your partner. Um, and, and it didn't occur to me until this moment that it could just, it could also be a practice that's in the moment. So not like I'm grateful for about this thing of yours, but this is what I'm grateful for right now in this moment with you. Yes, totally. Totally. And you just admit, you admit, it's like, it's just, it's just so cool because it's like, I, it's the, the possibility of growth and aliveness in relationships in every single one and every single moment. Like there's a whole dimension of the present that is accessible through language in that way. That is the stuff that is what it is aliveness itself. Yeah. And what do you think that would do if someone were on a date? with someone <laughs> that's see that's the other thing is like a lot of people say you know that that if you're single like learning circling lear- learning how to circle I, I hear this all the time is that it does amazing things for your dating life yeah yeah because it's like you can have these conversations where people get really really seen they feel really seen you on the first date you could start to like you can see somebody and have the experience of feeling somebody and being felt and being seen that in, in the first time that like a lot of times it takes years to to have happen. So I think in dating life, since dating life is such a, such a, you know, is, is so intentionally designed. Let's get to know each other, right. To see if there's some kind of future, right. Well, where do we where do we where do we feel the future in terms of that it's like how the conversation's going right so if we can start to become masterful about elucidating the space and the possibility of that conversation i mean that like just all automatically translates into kick-ass dating right (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah and because it's going to take you out or at least help you embrace the anxiety in the moment Yep. in a way that's that's fun and where you're asking yourself what am i what am i going to learn about myself from this person and and yeah. here's a, here's one other thing about the anxiety when i re- like a lot of times we hide our anxiety right or try to get over it but when i display my anxiety right it it impl- it implicitly implies that i care i care about how this is going otherwise i wouldn't be anxious Right. And maybe I share my anxiety, but but I think the thing I can share for sure is like that I care, right? I care enough to be anxious, <laughs> <laughs> which introduces a whole new dynamic into the relationship, you know? Yeah, and and I'm imagining too, like when you're out on a date or with your partner, and you're noticing that they are anxious or nervous, yes. rather than having that be some some uh you know black mark against them yeah you could see it as an expression of how much they really care totally totally and you can even say it could even be an entry point of like oh wow like i like i'm imagining that you feel anxious something something's important to you i'm imagining right yeah and then you get to find out what it is yeah totally exactly (laughs) It may be that they're thinking about the stock market or something, but the dive it just took or whatever. Totally. Um, Guy, so great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on and um, sharing 
your wisdom about relating and um, and also just on a personal note again I'm it's I'm so grateful for your part in my own growth mm-hmm. and it's that's what's allowed me to help people in relationship and my coaching career with with people in relationship and around relationship and um, and we've spoken about this on the show the importance of coaching and mm-hmm. And it's not like just because it's great, it's because there's this capacity in a good coach to help you see what you just couldn't, you you wouldn't see it on your own. And I think you explained it well, that it's not just necessarily the perceptiveness of the coach, although that helps a lot in their training and their ability to listen, rather than imposing an agenda upon their client. Um, But also it's... um, it's the relatedness that elicits whatever the insight or the gift or that reveals the blind spot. Yes. Um, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So thank you so much for being on our show today. And I look forward to hearing from our listeners with feedback about, about our time together. Fantastic. This is awesome. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for listening to another episode of Relationship Alive. If you like what you've heard and want to make it easier for other people to find out about us, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have questions or comments or want to continue the conversation, you can always join our Relationship Alive community Facebook group. And for more information about today's episode, visit us online at neilsatin.com slash podcast. Or you can always text the word PASSION, P-A-S-S-I-O-N, to the number 33444 for more information. Finally, do you have a burning question that you're hoping we can have answered here on Relationship Alive, either for a future or past guest? Let me know and I'll see what I can do. Take care and see you next time.